In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The church year begins with the anticipation, celebration, and revelation of the Incarnation. With the beginning of the pre-Lenten season, the focus and mood change. We're no longer looking back at Christmas. We're looking forward to the cross and Easter. We begin to face the sobering truth that the Son of God, whose birth we celebrated, must die for our sins. And this presents us with the central challenges of the Christian life. How to face the reality of our sins so as to make good and honest confessions, and how, by God's grace, to make progress in the battle against sin so as to grow in virtue. This is the focus of the church between now and Easter. In the epistle, St. Paul compares the Christian life to a race and a battle. He writes, quote, I run thus not with uncertainty. I fight not as one that beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. In other words, St. Paul did not approach the Christian life in a haphazard manner. He ran and fought with meaning and purpose, with his eye continually on the goal and prize. An athlete without discipline and focus is not likely to have great success. A Christian who lacks these things is not likely to make great progress in the faith in the faith. For some people, being a Christian means that they once had an experience of conversion or were baptized. For some people, being a Christian means that they hold to a certain set of doctrines. And while conversion, baptism, and theology are important, we also need to understand that Christianity is a vocation a calling, a way of life. When someone becomes a competitive runner or a professional fighter, that new identity begins to govern their behavior. They start a regimen of training. They uh, take upon themselves a new diet. They focus on the goal of success in upcoming competitions. Jesus called people to faith by saying, follow me. Those who responded began to live in a new way, with a new aim and purpose. Of course, they experienced conversion and were baptized and believed new things. But the central change to be observed in their lives was the way they actually lived. It is possible to be a competitive athlete and not train, but such an athlete tends not to do very well in competition. It is possible to be a Christian and not practice spiritual disciplines, but such a Christian is not likely to fare very well in the battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. As a church, we talk about living by what we call a, quote, rule of life. A rule of life is to the Christian vocation what 
a regimen of training is to the athlete. It is the standard for how and when we practice the spiritual disciplines, such as prayer, almsgiving, and fasting. It is how we systematically work, pray, and give for the spread of God's kingdom. As we begin the pilgrimage to Easter through the cross, we, as we think about how to make good confessions, how the Lenten season will help us to grow in virtue, we start by establishing some kind of discipline, some kind of rule of life. This is a central challenge of faith in our culture. So many people have some Christian identity or some Christian affiliation, but no ongoing experience of the power of God in their lives because they lack any disciplined practice of the faith. A rule of life is defined by the following kinds of questions. At what times do you pray each day? How do you pray so as to include the balance of adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and intercession? What is your habit or pattern of Bible reading that takes you regularly through the Word of God? What is your regular practice of fasting? That is, how do you regularly abstain from certain things to make sure those things do not get the dominion over you? How do you identify your besetting sins so as to practice the appropriate spiritual discipline as a remedy? A common reaction against the idea of living by a rule is that it amounts to a kind of legalism. It is said that we should pray when the Spirit moves us to pray, or else prayer will become rote or cold. The problem is that as we progress in the Christian life, the Spirit tends to move us to pray less often, just as an athlete feels less and less like training. Without some form of rule, the fact is people will just pray less and less over time. A rule of life is not a list of rules. That is, having a rule, a standard for our practice of the faith, is not the same as having a series of rules that we feel we must obey in order to somehow please God. An athlete trains according to some regimen to become a better athlete. We live by a rule in order to become more like Christ. All of our progress in the faith comes through God's grace. Still, we must, by acts of the will, put ourselves in a position to receive that grace. And that is the key. Through the habitual practice of spiritual disciplines, we open our lives up systematically and regularly to receive the grace of God. As we look toward Lent and begin to think about how to observe the fast, we should begin by examining our current rule of life. What does my practice of the faith look like? 
In what ways might I change it so that I'm able to experience God's grace and presence and power more fully? A central issue here is how we view our faith in relationship to the sort of stuff of life. Is our faith in Jesus Christ the thing that governs the way we live the whole of life? Or do we view Jesus as a part-time helper and comforter? Do we practice the faith in times of need or crisis or urgency, but then stop once that need passes? When we are exhorted to the practice of spiritual disciplines, we often object that we do not have the time. However, if we accept the proposition that the Christian faith is a vocation, a way of life, we will approach this challenge from the other direction. The challenge of being a disciple is precisely how to make all of life subject to Christ. The life of prayer lived by rule becomes the given, and other things are sacrificed to make room for it. To be sure, each of us has different demands on our schedules. A monk may be able to pray in silence for several hours a day. A businessman or a busy mother may have difficulty finding any time alone. Our rule must work with our actual schedule, and we will each have different rules as a result. However, it is simply not true that we don't have time for prayer and spiritual disciplines. It is true that once we commit to following Christ and living by some disciplined rule, there are other things for which we will no longer have time. These are the things to reflect upon for the next two and a half weeks as we approach Lent and God calls us to pick up our cross and follow Jesus. Do the disciplines of faith govern the way we live? Or do the demands of faith always give way to the various urgencies or idols of life? And are we willing to change, to reorder our lives, to begin to run in such a way that we may obtain the prize? Thank you.